All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months, I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Heron. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all, and we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who proves the adage you can't keep a good dog down, Jacob. Why, thank you. And I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who would sometimes want to quote Carface with, I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> welcome, Drew. You're only saying that because I think that's the same thing we said with Scar in the Lion King episode. I think... I don't know, maybe. It I thought it was me. funny. <laughs> and I'm just giving you a hard time, dude. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Work was kind of frustrating. Uh, like we all do. We get frustrated little things. We get little, yeah. uh, like to call Eeyore modes a little bit. But, you know, got over it. Realized, hey, it's not the end of the world. Yes, and- I know how that's like. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's going pretty good. How about you, Drew? I'm doing good at the moment. It's, uh, it was kind of a normal day. Uh, nothing too funky. Okay. There's just, you know, Funky Town. Well, this episode might be a couple hours late, but just because I, I'm going to end up having to go in on Saturday. But oh, I, you'll. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that, I, I try, I, it's one of those things where it's like, I know I can talk about it. Yeah. I just don't know how much I can talk about. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Well,. Be like if it, you know, confidential. Let's let you know. Let's no, let's it's not confidential. It's just you know what stays happens at work stays at work sort of oh, thing. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. All right. So kind of an odd, odd kind of odd segue with that. With most of the time, be like I work on Saturdays and he and Drew's off on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I'm off this Saturday and you're working on Saturday. <laughs> oh, I might be working this Saturdays from here for a long time. Ooh, but hey. Overtime is a nice thing. That is true. And I'd rather get eight hours of overtime than five. That is true. I had a choice. I took the easy one. Uh, Okay. So, what have you been watching, Jacob? What have I been watching? All right. So, YouTube has actually been my friend for like a couple of days. Has it? All right. So, I have been watching. I found this short that came out, I believe, what you said, in 1995? I I think that's when that one came out. It was the last. Well, I'll let you say it, and then I'll say what. All it right, uh, it's one of the last tra- last shorts or anything that's ever been done with Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and be it, like anybody who's anybody in animation probably knows who Roger Rabbit is. Yes, but, and ironically, the animation on this was better than it was in the movie. Oh, I agree. It's it's leaps and bounds better than the than the movie, but it's called. Uh, but that honestly, that's probably because it was pure cell animation, and it wasn't having to be put on top of other composite on the top of yeah, that's live true. Action film that is true, but the but the animation is is far better. Not saying not 
degrading the uh, the original yes. by any means. That was incredible. Uh, this is called Roger Rabbit's Trail Mix-Up. And you do get introduced by a bunch of Warner Brothers characters. This was produced by Warner Brothers. Yes. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw it on YouTube. I saw it. I saw the... Uh, the the clickbait the uh the whatever you call it on YouTube and I saw thumbnail oh, huh yeah the thumbnail thank you I saw that and I was like oh I gotta watch that is it real is it fake and oh my gosh I had so much fun with that I laughed mm-hmm. my ever living head off and then you fell asleep before church <laughs> that's another story entirely <laughs> I'm just ra- I'm just rattling your chain dude oh yeah you know how it is <laughs> oh the dog jokes tonight. Oh, oh. I can't I can't do it. Never mind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh the second the second thing I actually watched was uh Mobile Suit Gundam Build Fighters. Okay. Yeah, for some for some reason it showed up on my feed and uh I had heard about this. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh! but Gundam. So you fight you fight with your Gundams. Are, is it still a card game? No, it's not a card game. Okay, it's a. So this is closer to what? Uh, uh, what is that? Game? It's gunplay. Metabots. Kind. Yes, yeah, it's, it's more like metabots. Be like it's literally a gunplay, which is a Gundam um, build kit uh-huh. for most people who don't know that. It's called a gunplay. And so they built these gun plies and fight them in this simulated arena. Well, that is an interesting take on the concept. Yeah, it's interesting. I probably watched like four episodes. It was mm-hmm. real. It was, it was fun and very weird mm-hmm. because Gundam at that point had uh, kind of branched off and doing a lot of stuff like minis and all kinds of you know experimenting with a lot of things. But yeah, it was it was interesting and fun. It was interesting, fun. I might uh, go back and watch it again. And I think I watched one other was, this is also on YouTube. Um, you can go check out, I think it's the first season is on YouTube right now mm-hmm. of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Build, uh, Build Fighters. Okay. And I did check out one episode of Transformers, Transformers Cyberverse. Okay. And be like, it's a good it's a good series. Like it's definitely primarily towards kids, but it's still fun and it's it's enjoyable if you're a Transformers fan and maybe a little annoying in some parts, but it's overall fun. What about you? Well, not long after we quit recording the last episode, like literally 24 hours oh. before a church, I ha- had a some time to kill before church but not you know two hours worth to throw in a movie right and i'm just going through netflix and i see something i should have brought up in the news last week but i forgot there's this little show i i watched oh yeah six seven months ago called cells at work yeah i heard about this i i had originally watched a good a long portion of the sub japanese subtitled version Mm -hmm. which was fun enough as it was but I kind of given up on watching the dub because Aniplex USA was selling the di- the complete disc set for a horribly large amount of money yeah, that no one do. in their right mind would pay, except for the super otaku. Yeah. Anyway, 
they were nice enough, at least, to put it on Netflix. Good. With the English dub. And I enjoyed the ever-loving fool out of it. Even though I had seen these episodes, but watching them in English, they still are as funny and educational. Yeah. It hits you right where it's supposed to. It's such a well-made show for what it is. Yeah. For those who don't know what it is, um, different cells, it's it's about a group, uh, these people who are anthropomorphized versions of actual human cells. Huh. So you've got the red blood cell, who is trying to get oxygen nutrients around the body, but she keeps getting lost, which is fun. Little worker bees. Yes. And then you've got white blood cell, who is trying to track down a bacteria that got into the body. Yeah. And he's almost a psychopath in how he goes about this job. He he slaughters with no remorse. He's the nicer of the two white blood cells because the killer T cells are worse. Oh yeah, I can imagine because they're like, if he's the police, they're the military. Oh okay, I'll put it that way. Gotcha. It's such. I I watched uh, the episode on uh, bacterial infection, uh, skin scrape. Yeah, which was fun because you got all the little platelets in there <laughs> and they're all shown as like little kids like oh, gardeners. yeah i heard i saw that and they're do and they're saying this, we've got a force stronger on us and they'll stop everything all and of course the bacteria are having none of this like they're little kids what do we have to worry about them for oh <laughs> uh, you'd be oh, surprised no, oh no our way out's blocked how how do these little kids do this <laughs> and then my have you ever worked with kids yeah and then my favorite the viral infection. Okay. It's a zombie thriller. Which makes sense when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's f- such a fun, fun show. I highly suggest it. It is the bloodiest show you'll ever watch. And I'm not just saying that because all the char- most of the characters are blood cells. <laughs> There's a lot of blood in it, too. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, quote, unquote, uh, whatever the stuff inside the cells are. I don't yeah. know. They color it red like blood, so I'm going with that. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. So, uh, also, I I need something lighter uh, over the weekend. After Not I so had, bloody? Well, and after I had watched another movie for uh, our upcoming... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Friday, I needed something lighter and funnier and yeah. stupid. That was animated. And uh, I happened to be going through Disney+. Plus. And I thought, oh, I'll just watch an episode of Phineas and Ferb. That's my show right now. Oh, yeah. Well, instead of, for, for some reason, instead of just hitting next episode, I scrolled down and saw, and remembered, oh, yeah, in season four was their Star Wars episode. Oh. <laughs> I think I can jump ahead because I don't think anywhere in continuity, this affects anything in our continuity. And pretty much it tells you that at the beginning because the scroll. Oh, the God. The scroll. Yes. It ends with. None of this is canon, so just relax. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. It's like, well, okay then. And it's just a, it's, well, all, what it is is it's a retelling of yeah. episode four, of know, the original Star Wars. Like you do. But they are making fun of everything throughout the way. Cause, you know, the Phineas and Ferb characters are in there and they're just having fun with it. Yeah. So the Death Star was originally, uh, was uh, based on a nutcracker that Dr. Doofenshmirtz had made. And he's mad that the Empire stole his designs, even though he works for the Empire. <laughs> so, of course, it's got a... a, a because everything he has has a, an auto-destruct button on it somewhere. Okay. That's why the Stark oh, is such an easy... <laughs> okay. Blocker. But his goal now is to make a Sithinator. 
that will turn anybody into a Sith. Because he's trying to raise his midichlorian level. Oh, gosh. So he can be stronger than Darth Vader because his midichlorian level is horrible. And it, it's funny. It, the whole, oh, wow. The uh, Phineas and Ferb are uh, people who live on Tatooine. They're the friends that Uncle Owen says that Luke can uh, oh, yeah. time with later. I got gotcha. you. And they even give him the idea to go to Tashi Station for the power converters. Because that's how they were able to attach... <laughs> pod racer engines to their uh speed to their speeder okay <laughs> it's funny it, when you when lines from the movie are said they while it's not the it's the obviously not the same voice actor right especially with tarkin but the lines are said almost just like they are verbatim. in the movie like verbatim same uh tone and everything yeah so and it's funny and hilarious and you feel bad for chewy Oh no! At one point, no. At one point, okay. They go into, uh, oh, Luke and everyone else are flying to the Death Star to go fight it. Okay, and uh, one of the uh, what's her name, Isabella, one of the Phineas and Ferb characters. Yeah, is kind of doing the Darth Vader role for the Phineas and Ferb team, not Darth Vader, uh, Han Solo role. Oh, okay. So she goes and she she's like, I'm not going to get involved in this. I'm just going to go into the apparently cantina that was there at the Rebel base. Eh. Kids show has some apple juice. Okay, <laughs> they don't say Han and che- and Chewie come up behind her trying to decide what they're going to do because I guess they're waiting for something to warm up or something because they haven't left yet. They don't say what Han's drinking, <laughs> but I doubt it's apple juice. But the thing is, there's the above the bar. There are these you know things that are uh, you know the I don't know what you call them. But part of the roof is uh, drooped there. Okay. Like, it's intentionally, it's like a fiberglass shell thing drooped there for like a, um, some decoration of some kind. Yeah. Well, it's too high for Chewy to oh, be able no. to see around. So he. Oh, no, he, he bumps into it. No, 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 better. He actually just moves it out of the way <laughs> before he sits down. <laughs> okay, interesting. Like, how did you come up with that? Okay. Oh, and also my favorite, the. Uh, the tr- Dr. Doofenshmirtz has the way he's getting, he says he doesn't have much force. He's stealing it from Darth Vader's trash. Don't ask me how. Okay. <laughs> so, about halfway through the movie, he goes, Don Scuba Gear, to go talk with the, uh, to go s- see what his pet monster in the trash compactor has gotten for him. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> she's handing him, and all of a sudden, she reaches down, and you've got, and she's got Luke. <laughs> like no 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 that's not a that's not trash that's a guy let him go let him go and so he's darn i don't remember what you call that monster but he walks out and says uh i better flush hits the button sound effects of the trash compactor compacting oh gosh (laughs) it's just so stinking funny i can imagine joy the fool out of it uh and last but not least right before i came over here tonight or after i got off work today before i came over here I put in a movie I had not seen before. Oh, okay. I'm going to list some names here and see if any of them pique your interest. Okay. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Ew. Produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Peter Jackson. This sounds familiar. Written by uh, Stephen Moffat's the one I remember who's from Doctor Who, and I can't remember the other two guys. Starring Daniel Craig as the villain, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as policemen. Almost twin policemen. 
Um, I can't remember who plays the main character, but I'm talking about the adventures of Tintin. Oh, okay. Now that makes sense. Yeah. I had never seen it before for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. So I thought, well, cause you know, we're on that hundred movie challenge thing. So right. of course any movie I watch now on my own free time, I'm thinking, okay, it's gotta be a movie I haven't seen. Or if it's a movie I have seen, I have to have added a bunch to that list beforehand. Is my thought process. Uh. So I just throw this in for fun, and, and I—it's a weird—it's got a weird art style because it's all motion captured, yeah. And it's trying to m- marry realism with the cartoony style of the comic it's based on. Okay, it kind, yeah, that's right. It kind of works, yeah. And it's kind of uncanny valley at the same time. I gotcha. I heard about that. Yeah. It's a very fun movie. It's like a, I hate to say kids Indiana Jones because kids should be allowed to watch Indiana Jones, but it's definitely a more family friendly Indiana Jones than Indiana Jones is. So I gotcha. It was a fun little movie. Uh, just keep in mind it is British. Uh, British people made it. It's a, and it's a based on a French comic. Gotcha. And some of their humor is a little more subtle. That is true. It is British overall. Yes. But I liked that the Daniel Craig's character, because he's the villain of the piece, was uh, named uh, Mr. Saccharin. Okay. At one point, part of his plan is he's using a uh, opera singer to break this glass at the Sultan's Palace. And because he actually is like her manager also. Okay. So she introduces him as... Uh oh shoot uh I don't remember but it was a funny pun <laughs> okay I, <laughs> I can't remember what yeah how she pronounced it was like uh, uh Mr Saccharin additive <laughs> additive <Ooh>. additive <laughs> additive oh gosh like, did you just make yeah you did <laughs> nobody's gonna get that and this is the only character who has a name that's a pun <laughs> nobody else does. But anyway, it was a fun movie, so I highly suggest that one. Excellent. What have we got in the news? All right, so what do we got in the news? Well, as usual, I'm doodling. I you. Yeah, so as usual, I'm doodling. So you might see that on my my uh, Facebook page at yes. some point. He is doodling at least one of four different um, reptilian ninjas. <laughs> They're turtles. <laughs> turtles are reptiles. I know, I'm making a joke. <laughs> All right, so what is the news? All right. So, as probably most people know, the uh, 92nd Academy Awards nominations have been released, mm-hmm. and we got the best animated, best animate, uh, best animated features. And here is our nominees: Yes, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World by Good. DreamWorks slash Universal. Good choice. I lost my body. Don't know it. Yeah, never heard of it. It's on Netflix, and it's not Japanese. I can tell you that. Okay. Missing Link. I haven't watched it, but it's Hardman, so it can't be yeah, too bad. Yeah, it just won a Golden Globe, actually. Yeah, it's it's getting a lot of press, so I, it's going to be yeah. one I have to watch soon. Yeah, at some point. Uh, that was released by um, Universal Artist. Mm-hmm. Klaus, which is like, oh my gosh, yes. It was a great Christmas movie. It is a great Christmas movie, and I hope it wins. Yes. Uh, it was released by SAP Studios on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And of course, Toy Story Four by Pixar Disney. So that is our nominees. It's odd that Frozen Two. Is yeah, not Frozen Two is not on there. 
That just occurred to me. Yeah. Because it's... Normally, by the way Oscar pickings are done, Frozen 2 should be on there before Toy Story 4. I I agree with you. And honestly, I... Now, which one do you think is better? Frozen 2 or... uh, Toy Story 4. Uh, as a question I didn't think was ever going to be. <laughs> <laughs> They're entirely different. This, um, the animation, I think, is just... I mean, there's a little bit more realism, of course, in the Pixar stuff because yeah. of how, they're hand, after they, how they handle the human world in that series. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it's There's a lot of very imaginative things in Toy Story 4. There's a lot of imaginative things in Frozen 2. Under normal circumstances, I wouldn't compare them. Okay. But if I have to pick one, Frozen 2 because I don't like Forky. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being honest. If I have to knock toys if I have to knock either movie down for something, Forky will do it every time. I gotcha. He is the Jar Jar Binks of this franchise. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. I know a lot of people like him, but I don't. <laughs> hey, we all have our opinions and our opinions are around. There's a reason I'm not watching his series on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, there's it's all him. Oh hey. Plus I don't like how Disney Plus is handling their shorts. Oh, okay. They are listing them all as individual, like in, like movies. Yeah. Which means if you're wanting to watch a bunch in a row, yeah. like say all the Spark shorts. Yeah. Or uh, Marvel's got an upcoming short thing. Okay. I think you have to go into the search and pray the random number generator that shows you the collections is showing you the collection you're wanting to see. Hey. Or you just have to pick one and pray it's on that list too. Oh. It's kind of weird. Uh, if you're watching it when it's brand new, of course, not going to matter. Yeah. But I don't understand why they don't just put it in a series like they do with TV series. That's just my thoughts. Okay. Anyway. All right. So with our our uh, five nominees, who would you... Of the five. Of the five that would win. Well, like I said, I have not seen... Of the ones you have seen. Yeah. Of, that's at least three, which is Toy Story 4, uh klaus and dragons 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 it's gonna be dragons because i think dragons was a is a very none of the other movies on that list that i've seen yeah have that heart to it that dragons had oh i agree i agree that's just just the honest truth of it and i didn't cry at the end during dragons but it was the of the three it was the least disappointing because it was felt like it was the completion of of that trilogy. Yeah. Toy Story 4 kind of like, well, you know that we finished the series last time. Now we're just going to do this other story so that Woody will leave. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> it's already out on Blu-ray DVD. Yeah, I know. But, and then Klaus is a good movie. Yeah. It's very well animated. I enjoyed it. And if I hadn't seen it on this list, it would not have crossed my mind as being weird, not being on the Academy Awards. Okay. Gotcha. I know that's stupid, but there's stuff I would have put on there before Klaus. Oh, okay. As good as it is, there's stuff I would have put on there before Klaus. Yeah, I would agree with you. Namely Frozen 2 is one of them. That is true. That is so true. Uh, I think personally, because I am absolutely torn because I loved Klaus. Klaus Mm -hmm. was an amazing movie. Right. And and, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, there again, was an amazing movie. Uh, I actually kind of teared up a little bit because there again, be like, I'm more of an emotional guy. But it was so right. good. It was such a good movie. So uh, I think I'll have to give it the dragon. Even okay. though it'd be like, I hate to say that. Be like, uh, to me, it's going to be dragon. 
So I think we're in unison in Dragon. Plus, I'll admit I'm a little biased as uh, that was the first tie-in episode we ever did between How to Train Your Dragon 1, and then that we, that movie came out that week. That is true. So, yeah, I'm a little biased. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. All right. So going into further news, and surprise to no one except for the cat in the background. Goose is not surprised. He just looks hungry. Yeah, that's true. Don't eat this, man. This is not going to be fun. Either way. <laughs> uh, so, apparently, starting January 17th, Frozen 2 is coming back to theaters with a sing-along. As my grandfather always said, those of you who are surprised, stand on your left ear. Makes because good sense. none of you are surprised <laughs> at all. But If yeah. anything, I'm more surprised the movie didn't come out with the lyrics already on the screen. Yeah. But then they wouldn't get their extra bumping money. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Of course, I also don't want to be in a theater with 100 kids trying, quote unquote, trying to sing these songs. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, if you if you missed the chance to watch Frozen 2 in theaters, this will give you another, another opportunity. But certainly, but a third and finally not at least, uh... Are you familiar with the animation, anime TV series, My Hero Academia? I am aware. I'm behind. Okay. So, I think it was a couple of years ago, be like two years ago, apparently they released a theatrical film. Yes. Apparently they were releasing another one. Mm, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. This is going to be My Hero, My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, will hit theaters February 26th, and it will be released in over 1,000 theaters across the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Both in English and uh, English subtitles and dubs, you will be able to. Um, if you are a fan of My Hero Academia, uh, you can you can order you can pre order your tickets mm-hmm. January twenty first. Have you actually watched any of the show? No, I have not. You should. I this should. Is a I know. Very very good show, especially if you like superheroes. It yeah. is a Japanese take on superheroes. But oh yeah. It's, very much no superhero stuff. Okay. It's not like a uh, One Punch Man where it's just making fun of the concept. Right. These superheroes actually feel like they belong in DC or Marvel. Yeah. But they're their own universe. Mm-hmm. And it's about these kids going to school. And there's a lot of good uh, world building involved right. in how all that works. Right. Yeah. I did have a friend that she went into a lot of detail about because apparently she just goes you know loves hero academia like crazy and just Good. describing all these characters like who what an invisible girl a frog girl huh <laughs> hey don't you talk about waifu like that <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm wow kidding. okay <laughs> I, i'm not saying i don't ha- I, i'm not saying that actually i'm not saying they're waifus i do know who best girl is <laughs> okay who the girl you don't know is in every shot who she may or may not be in every shot oh yeah also i like frog girl (laughs) yeah and all the other female characters whose names i should know and i can't think of because there's a lot of them yeah and they're all awesome good it's only the guys i get mad at (laughs) especially the perv (laughs) all right and i don't have to say anything more than that because anyone who watches my hero academia already knows who i'm talking about okay so I will definitely have to catch up on this. And where can you find this? I believe it's on Crunchyroll. It's also on the Funim- on Funimation, and I believe it's on Hulu. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I think I got to I watched like the first episode on uh, 
Funimation. Yeah. That was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was a lot of fun. Now, granted, Crunchyroll has a lot, not Crunchyroll, but Funimation has a lot of commercials. If you're not uh, uh, subscribed. Yeah, if you're not subscribed. I went ahead and subscribed because I hate commercials. Yeah. I think like 98% of the population hates commercials now. Yes. But anyways, that is the news for this week. So I suppose we should move into our spoiler-free review of All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yes. You start. All right. It is, it is Don Bluth month. That's your month choice. All right. You go first. Hmm. And I sense a canine spirit within with this movie. Woof. Wow. Either way. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> uh, so, All I Was Good at Heaven, uh, I remember joining this movie as a kid, mm-hmm. and dang, is it dark. It is a dark. It's a lot dar- darker than I remember. Yes, I do too. But it, admittedly, he does have to die in order he, to go to heaven so that the story can take place. Yes, that is true. The, it's it's but, in the title, so it's not really a spoiler. No, it happens in like the first 15 minutes. That is true. Uh, it's after the first song, but... Yeah, that's true. I've forgotten this movie had songs. I'd be like vaguely remembered had songs. They're but not I was, good songs. No, they're not. Not really. <laughs> no, they're not. They are there. They are there. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's it's one of those films that, as a kid, I loved, and as an adult, I have a, a huge appreciation for that it has a really amazing story, and you just feel really bad for one of the characters, which we'll go into later of the, of the uh, in the spoiler section of this mm-hmm. movie, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. It's definitely not for everybody. No. Without, without the the enrichment of so many themes that are more adult oriented and are just are, are more mature. Let's say that yes. they're more mature themes. And that's kind of a staple of Don Bluth. He kind of, he doesn't shy away from, you know, the darker, more yes. mature themes. Um, but it is an enjoyable film. I love it. The animation is just wonderful. The, uh, the characters are great. They do have their qualms. We'll go into those later. But I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. And I definitely um, loved this uh, rewatching after many decades. How about you? This is one of those VHSs that my that I had as a kid that my grandpa recorded off of Disney Channel of all places. Huh. That I wore out. Oh, okay. Uh. I think it was Disney Channel. A lot of it's, it is strange that a lot of the Don Bluth stuff was recorded off Disney Channel that I watched, which is odd when you consider how Don Bluth and Disney were doing at the time. Yeah, that's true. Especially since this was Universal. Well, technically, it was in MGM. MGM, but Universal's got the release at the moment. I yeah, but um, you would think I, I don't know how the release was at that time or why. I guess Disney Channel is still a channel that right. has to have stuff, and they don't always have Disney stuff to show, I suppose. Oh, yeah. But it's, I do think that was weird. I remember watching it and loving it as a kid. I don't remember. And I remember there were some dark parts, but I did not remember how throughout. I don't know if I uh, just blocked them out and just didn't remember them. I knew some stuff. I knew... Yeah. I remember the heaven sequence 
to yeah. some degree. Oh, yeah. I remembered the devil at the end. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that oh, thing scared the ever-loving pee waddle and doodle out of me as a child. <laughs> Not that anyone knew it. Yeah, well... But who wouldn't that scare? Well, it is a Don Bluth film, after all. Yes. He, and he, he does have a tendency of scaring the kitties a little bit. Honestly, I forgot Anne-Marie was in this to such... A large amount. Yeah. To me, it was just the dogs. Yeah, same here. Building a casino. And then at one point, this, they come across this girl that they have to save. Yeah. And they realize 30 minutes into the movie that that was the major plot point for the rest of the movie. <laughs> right. I just remembered, okay, I know they find this girl in the junkyard. I didn't remember that it was Carface. Hey, let's not get into that. Yeah. Sorry. Back up. Zoop. Moving right along. <laughs> it's an enjoyable movie. It's fun. And, uh, it's. I would actually say it's for kids, but it's for an older set of kids. Yeah, I would definitely say it's for an older around kid. around ten to twelve. I would yeah. think. Well, oddly enough, as a kid, I remember I was I was a young I watched kid. it at five, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, be like it's it's definitely a family friendly film that you just gotta take it with a grain of salt because it is dark and has it is a very lot. dark and um, yeah, all, all right. smoking. Yeah, a lot of smoking. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll bring up another point later when we get into our uh, spoiler yes. review. So, let's move into our spoiler-filled review of the movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. The following is a spoiler-filled review of the movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Listener discretion is advised. All Dogs Go to Heaven was directed, and the story well, the story was written by, and it was directed by, Don Bluth. Mm-hmm. His previous uh, some of his other directorial stuff, and I'm slowly going to be naming a lot of his yeah. directorial stuff on here. Ever since this um, is Don Bluth month. Yes. Uh, he directed the shorts that I saw as a kid, the small one. Okay. And Banjo the Woodpile Cat. Really? Yes. Huh. And then the movie Rockadoodle, mm-hmm. which was another one I liked as a kid. Okay. We'll definitely come back and come to in a M- maybe future episode. Maybe next year. And yeah. uh, Titan AE was just the random one I threw in there. Yeah, I love that movie. That was I did not see that one until I was in I was out of high school. Ah, uh, <laughs> just because of how that one worked out. But it, I remember it being good. I saw it three times in theaters. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, the story was also written by Ken Cromar, mm-hmm. Gary Goldman, Larry Lecker, Linda Miller, Monica Parker. John Pomeroy, Guy Shulman, and David J. Steinberg. Wow, it's just a whole litter of writers. Also, the story and screenplay was written by David N. Weiss. Wow. So, for those of you trying to keep track, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten story writers. Wow. But only one person wrote the screenplay, so that's why it still seems as coherent as it is. Huh. Uh, but David N. Weiss, he wrote the screenplays for... Shrek 2. Yeah. The Smurfs, the live action one. Oh, okay. And Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Okay then. That movie. Ah, not the sh- not the show. And then uh, the music was by Ralph Burns, who was the composer on The Muppets Take Manhattan, Urban Cowboy, and Vacation. Oh, okay. Two of those I've seen. Urban Cowboy and Vacation. No. Muppets Take Manhattan and Urban Cowboy? Oh, never mind. One of them. No, none of them. Never mind. Cut. <laughs> cut, 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 cut that out. Uh, okay. 
I didn't figure you'd watched any of the Muppets stuff. Well, I so. mean, I, I, I honestly, That's why I assumed it must have been Urban Cowboy and Vacation. Yeah, honestly, I'd forgotten. Even though I didn't think you'd seen Vacation. No, I haven't seen Vacation. I, I kept thinking it was a Christmas Vacation. I was like, oh, I've seen different that one. Movie. Okay, gotcha. Entirely different movie. All right, all right. So Start the Kurt, the curse, the cast is as follows: Burt Reynolds played Charlie B. Barkin. The most punerific name in the movie. Oh, yes. In Smokey and the Bandit, he uh-huh. played Bandit. Mm-hmm. And in the movie Deliverance, he played Lewis. Mm-hmm. Dom DeLuise played Itchy Itchy Ford. Itchy Ford. Yeah. Anyway. Itchy Ford. He was Tiger in An American Tale. Oh, yes. Uh, Jeremy in The Secret of Nim. Okay. And Emperor Nero in History of the World Part 1. Oh my gosh, he was? Yes. I uh, scary. I haven't That's watched scary. History of the World Part 1. And Me either. And for those who don't know, there's no any other parts to this yeah. movie. It is a Mel Brooks movie. Uh, okay, yeah, kind of a, oddly enough, because when uh, they were recording this film, apparently Burt Reynolds, not trying to confuse with another actor, Burt Reynolds, and uh, Don DeLuise be like, had been so buddy-buddy, they actually recorded their lines together. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Especially a lot of these uh, scenes. Oh, yeah. Definitely tell they're playing off of each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Judith Barcy played Anne Marie. Mm -hmm. And uh, she previously played Ducky in The Land Before Time. And for those of you wanting to know the whole story there, go check our Facebook group out. I posted the link there because I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. But it's a very sad story. Yes, it's very sad. Uh, Melba Moore played the Whippet Angel. And the only thing I could find is she was a Grammy Award winning singer. Whip she it? had no other uh, major. Well, she had some other roles, but none of them were major, major. Oh, uh, okay. Whippet Angel. That's apparently the the breed of dog the angel was. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, Charlie even calls her that at one point. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, is he a spoo talker? Yeah. By the way, these are in the order they are on on the uh, cast list. Okay. So, uh, Daryl Gilly played. Dog Catcher. It says Caster on here, and I typed that straight from IMDb, so <laughs> IMDb needs to get that fixed. But apparently, this person only had one other acting credit. Sorry, one other act credit, period. Okay. And that was as a the narrator and detective McSmog in something called Miss Nelson is Missing. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh... And then uh, Candy Divine played Vera, who I couldn't figure out who Vera was. Okay. The quote just was the thing at the end of the movie where, you know, Charlie says, I know we're in heaven and we're dead, but can't we liven the music up? And she says, uh, oh, yeah, baby, or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. That was the only quote on IMDb for me to figure who she was. Oh, okay. I don't know who she is. Okay. But it's listed, and I couldn't find anything she'd been in before. Okay. That was of any note. <laughs> It was kind of like uh, what was the uh, the vo- the uh, the balladeer last time? But oh, okay. As I didn't know what a balladeer was, it didn't occur to me that yeah, a ba- someone who's singing a ballad. I was thinking balla space deer. deer. <laughs> it's some deer in the background somewhere. Yeah, it's like, I- and I didn't remember any mammals in that movie. But anyway, yeah, they're all lizards, I think. Yeah, Charles Nelson Riley played Killer. Oh yeah, who Killer? No, but who's Charles he? Charles Nelson Riley. Really? Yes. Okay. He play. He was the voice of Mister Toad in Wind in the Willows. 
And for those of you who have ever watched SpongeBob SquarePants, he's the voice of the Dirty Bubble. Okay. One of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy's arch nemesis. Okay, then. For a person who's never seen SpongeBob, have, okay, then. I have not helped you at all, have no, I? No, I'm like, I'm I'm alone <laughs> in the dark in my kennel on this one. Right. Uh, I lost my place. Oh, here. Vic Tayback played Carface. Oh, okay. And on the television show Alice, he played Mel. Apparently okay. the cook at the restaurant. Oh, okay. Uh, Rob Fuller was Harold, which was the father of the the one they stole the wallet from. Yeah. He wasn't in anything else I saw of note, and neither was his wife, uh, Kate, who was played by Earlene Carey. Uh, Anna M- Manahan plays Stella Dallas, and in Clash of the Titans, she was a Stygian witch. Okay, then. Nigel Pegram played Sir Reginald, and uh, in the more recent BBC Poirot series, okay, he played uh, Reverend Babington. Okay, Lonnie Anderson played Flo, and on the television show WKRP in Cincinnati, she played Jennifer Marlowe, okay, secretary who was actually the smartest person there. Okay, you need to watch that show if you haven't. Specifically, episode eight. Gotcha. The I'll, turkey I'll, drop episode. I gotcha. I'll take a note on that. Yes. Especially around Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, Ken Page played King Gator, or as I like to think of him as the uh, Alligator Ex Machina. Yeah. Deus Ex Alligator. <laughs> and in The Nightmare Before Christmas, and in Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2... Yeah, we'll go. He was the voice of Oogie Boogie. Of course. (laughs) And that's my list. I got you. So, for our audience who's probably listening and probably thinking, you missed this actor, he was great in this show. Well, if we miss somebody, if we miss a role in which some voice actor had been in, let us know. Because, there again, we do make mistakes and we do miss things. And we don't know everybody. Exactly. And so, I'm just going through the listening. Okay, I've seen that. I know who that is. I've seen this. I know this. I've not seen this, but I know this is popular. But I don't know if this is a major role because I've not seen this. Okay, <laughs> it happens sometimes on these things. So, so if you do uh, know of like other roles that you just are in love with this actor or actress, please let us know on our Facebook group. Yes. Either way, so let's get into. Production and release date and budget. Yes. All right. So this was produced by Selvin Bluth Studios Ireland Incorporated, along with Goldcrest Films and Sweetbox Animations. Mm-hmm. It was originally distributed. This originally, I forgot how to say the word. You did. All right. Originally dispute. Yeah, snarf. <laughs> I can't say the word for some reason. Distributed. Distributed. Thank you. The movie was distributed by MGM, which is Metro Goldmire Studios, and then was later released by Universal. I think it's Universal. Yeah, it's Universal. All right. So the movie was released on November 17th, 1989. Mm-hmm. Think about what you know where I was in 1989. I was four. <laughs> I was in school. 
This was the year I had the broken leg. That's probably why I watched this movie so much. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it was, we had a budget of 14, 14.8, as I stretch out to touch my screen. Yes. $14.8 million budget. Mm-hmm. It's opening weekend U.S. release was four point plus million dollars. Its U.S. total release was twenty seven point one million dollars, and its world release was the exact same. Mm. So yeah, I mean, like this movie did pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. So that's all I've got. Release wise, well, say this was the last. Of the movies that was released posthumously, uh, right the, here. Oh, the actress? Yeah, I can't think of her name. Judith Barcy. Yeah, Judith the other Barcy. one that was released posthumously was Land Before Time. Yeah, I did not realize that until I was doing that research. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, this movie was the the ending song, and this one was actually dedicated to her mm-hmm. because she had tragically died. Uh, she was murdered by her f- father. Father? No, her father. Her father. But. Uh, yeah, the the song in the movie is dedicated to her memory. Well, apparently Ducky was her favorite role that she had done. So really? Her uh, headstone yeah. uh, says, Our Concrete Angel, yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay. That's kind of sweet in a way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but at the same time, it's incredibly tragic it's incredibly and sad. incredibly tragic and sad, and I, I I still can't believe that had that happened. So Yeah. Hey, it happens when you're alcoholic and you get jealous. And many other things. And many other things. So, but anyway. Moving right along. Yeah. I guess that leads us to our synopsis. Yes. So, Itchy breaks Charlie out of the dog pound. Yes. Which is the closest thing to dog jail. Well, technically, he, technically he, was, um, he was on death row. So he was about to be euthanized. Yes. But he still <laughs> broke out of jail. Yes. And uh, they head back to uh, Charlie and Carface's casino that Carface has taken over. Yeah. Because Carface is the one that got him in jail and on death row in the yeah, first place. Yeah, he set him up. Yes. And so uh, things apparently have not been good in the casino, which still makes you wonder why they're still going to the casino. But hey, what do I know? Well, like even according to Charlie, be like it's it's doing well. It's doing well, but they're talking about how it's not the people aren't really happy with it anymore. Yeah, that's true. But. Uh, it's it's doing well, so that's why people aren't happy. Yeah, they're not winning as much. Yeah, but like things are being rigged or something like that. Yeah, amazing how that works. So uh, Charlie comes in, makes a big show. Uh, killer happens to see that he's back and goes and tells his boss, which Charlie is apparently right behind Killer, and uh, a Carface talks Charlie into uh, taking about half. You know, business is half his anyway. Yeah. So before they come and find him. Uh, go ahead and take his, he wants him to go ahead and take his half and get out of there and they're going to have a party that night in order to uh celebrate his newfound venture yeah in which it's uh, actually this, over overhears but the, this uh, is the all plot. this is all a lie yes carface while they do take him to go out for drinks it's mostly to get him doggy drunk <laughs> yes and then they uh say we're gonna take you out back for a Big surprise. So they put a blindfold on him, put him on the end of the pier, and drop a car on him. Well, Charlie gets run over by a car and Same drops in the river. Difference. <laughs> and so Charlie goes to heaven because, as the movie title says, all dogs go to heaven. Roll credits. Anyway, Charlie wakes up in heaven 
doesn't realize where he is. Meets this up with this angel who can't sing. Well, she can sing, but she the singing sing. is well. She weird. can sing. She this can is a weird song. Yeah, I agree. She because it's sing. like five songs in one. Well, I could say this. But she sings. She sings a little better than Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> so she uh, tells him he's dead. He doesn't like this. He realizes Carface killed him. He's been set up. And but he's not taking her word for it, and so she takes him up to the watch room yeah. to show him his watch, which is stopped. And Charlie has a great idea. Can't you just rewind it like you can with any watch? She says, well, you can't do that, because then you'll have to leave. And if you leave, you can never come back. Never come back. Never come back. Ah, he's awake <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> He scares the living daylights out of a cat on the pier. <laughs> which is great animated, by the way. Great, and then goes and scares the living daylights out of his good buddy, Itchy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so they're talk- he calms him down, gets Itchy to tell him what he's found out. Because he finds out that, that uh, not only are these guys bad, they have a monster deep underneath the casino. Oh, like, yes. Oh, a monster? Let's go see what this thing is. Because, of course, you go see what the monster is. Oh, yeah. Well, spoiler alert, the monster is a little bitty girl who, for no reason the movie ever explains, can talk to animals. Huh. She talked, uh, Carface gets her to talk to this rat to find out who's most likely to win because apparently the rats are rigging their own races. Yeah, and apparently the horses are too. Apparently. <laughs> so they uh, save her from that, take her back to Art. Itchy's. Or trash cr- dump. Or more, they kidnap her for they kidnap other... Her. Yeah, they kidnap they her. They kidnap her, but they do it in the guise of rescuing her. Yeah. Because they are going to now use her for their own nefarious means. Yeah. Like getting her to talk to horses it- to find out who's going to win. Because it's his birthday, and he's a parent... And to quote Itchy, he's a walking glue factory. But it's his birthday, so... Grand Chiha is going to win. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Grand Chiha oh, wins because everybody else slows down. And pushes them into the... Yes! I don't even think he's aware what's going on. He doesn't know. He's, he probably doesn't even know it's his birthday. Probably not. But so... I, I, I do have to say about that that scene where they're, she's talking to the horses and all you hear is their neighing. The female horse, oh my gosh, that horse has the big lips. Yes. That's a big-lipped horse. No, it's New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll am i cut that. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of... I'm just going to say, there's a lot of big-lipped things. Here. Yes, there are. So... A certain character will come to you uh, yes. very shortly. So, they uh, they go and win their money. Mm-hmm. And they keep Why winning. Why do dogs need and money? And they keep winning. And they keep winning. And they... Uh, in the process of this, they end up finding this family... Yeah. Actually, before any of the betting happens, uh, they end up uh, using the little girl to distract this couple mm-hmm. so they can steal their wallets. Which Itchy's re- with re- Itchy's really bad acting. Yes. So they steal the wallet. They make bets, and uh, she's starting to feel bad about because it it's like, well, we we what are we going to use all this money for? You're just using it to get rich. She's like, you're acting just like Carface. Mm-hmm. She says, and says, oh no, we're gonna buy you some dresses so you can uh, meet more people, and then uh, give some money to the poor. And I guess they do technically do this, yeah. But they also build their own casino out in the middle of the junkyard, yeah. So, and a good point you had brought up earlier 
before we recorded was the fact that like why do these dogs need the money? Exactly, because they didn't need that money to because they didn't buy the junkyard. No, all they the, built it. All the stuff they built it was in the junkyard. Unless the booze, I guess. Uh, and the stakes be like getting, just, unless unless in they, the other casino, the the currency we saw was stakes. Yeah. Why do you need cash here? Anyway, know. anyways, that's, that's something to talk about when we get to dislikes. Yes. So, uh, in order to make to, to appease her, they go and buy her some dresses mm-hmm. that we see in one montage and never see again. Right. And then we go to take some pizza to the puppies at mm-hmm. the orphanage because yeah. they're the poorest people he knows. And at this point, she overhears Charlie and Itchy having an argument where Charlie says, I'm just using her. There's nothing to be attached to. And that makes her cry. And she leaves to go yeah. find the wallet family. Yeah. As they call them. Well, Charlie goes and finds her there. She's having waffles. And um, Charlie convinces her to go with him because, oh, he's just going to leave because he's with her family now. They don't need a mon- mangy dog like him laying around. And I'm just going to leave. Sick and blah, and blah, blah, so blah. she leaves them to yeah. go hang out with her dog. Moving her along. Yeah. This is a stupid idea. But, uh, I don't remember how we get to the alligator at this point. I just know the alligator's next. <laughs> well, as far as I remember, as far as I remember, it was that Amory gets kidnapped by Carface. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he gets, he gets she gets kidnapped. Gets Charlie, kidnapped. Charlie and his buddy. Itchy. Itchy. Itchy, go to break her out. They both get trapped. And they fall down in this big deep hole where these rats. Yeah, rats carry them off. These voodoo rat things (laughs) carry them off. They think they're going to die. They throw them into this bayou. Yeah. That's what it has to be. An island of skulls. Island of skulls. And at some point, Charlie ends up having to howl because he got hurt or something. Uh And the gator goes, I can't eat him. He's a... He's a singer. He's a performer. What are you, tenor or bass? <laughs> it's like, and it goes into this big, weird, yeah, very odd, odd sequence that is flat the flip out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? What is happening? <laughs> huh? It's a Don Bluth movie. Let's just roll with so it. So we move on. We get to uh, they they find Anne Marie where Carface is holding her mm-hmm. out by the of course out by the ship. Yeah. And uh, things go to heck. Yeah. Ship sinks. Anne-Marie barely gets saved. But in order to do that, Charlie ends up not being able to uh, keep a hold of his watch. Yeah. He, that's keeping him alive this whole time that he stole from heaven. Yeah. It stops. He dies. dies. Well, as the angel said, you can never go back. So he does at least come back long enough to say goodbye to Anne-Marie before he goes where he before he thinks he goes, he's going off to Hades. Yeah. yeah, because the devil is in the sky above New Orleans. Yeah, saying, Charlie, hurry up, Charlie. And then big blue light comes and dissipates the devil because that is the power of God. <laughs> <laughs> and says, "Charlie, come home." But I, you said I couldn't come back. You saved this girl's life. You gave her your life for her. Come home. Thinking. Okay. Oh, by the way, Carface died in that last scene. <laughs> yes, he gets chased around the gator. So, yeah, he got eaten by the gator. <laughs> he gator food. So, the m- movie ends. Charlie is 
uh, in Carface now is in heaven because do the dogs go to heaven? Does the same thing Charlie does, and she and Angel saying, uh, "If you do that, she'll never come back." And he runs off, and then Charlie looks at the screen and says, "Oh, he'll be back." And I'm thinking, "No, he won't." (laughs) You had a shred of dignity. Carface doesn't. Carface is going to she hole. (laughs) Good one, by the way. Yes. And that is all dogs go to heaven. All in a dog bowl. Yes. Which raises the question, if all dogs go to heaven, where do cats go? Uh, Well, they are kind of... Anyway, I'm a cat guy. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Why haven't they made that movie yet? I'll just say you'll never know love like the tolerance of a cat. (laughs) Until you hack them off, they're going to try to beat you over the... I said tolerance (laughs) of a cat. Either way. So... What was your first like? Uh, first like would be the animation. Mm-hmm. The animation movie is so spot on. It's beautiful. The like the run sequences are very nice. The the character animations and oddly enough, this is the first movie where Don Bluth has an actual human cast in the movie, mm-hmm. and those are done very well. I mean, like there's a few hiccups here and there, but it's drawn beautifully. Yes. The the character of Anne Marie's is done incredibly well. You get all of her expressions and mm-hmm. all that great stuff. And, and you can th- definitely see the Disney influence. Yes, you can. On his art style. Yes, you can. Um it's, it has a robust animation that it has like these amazing backgrounds that they don't move, but you can just mm-hmm. if I had, had the chance in the nineties and had, you know, the financial wealth to as a kid, I would have bought one of those things. Yeah. But sadly enough, like they're probably anyways, mm-hmm. animation in this movie is absolutely stunning. Now, mind you, this came out in 1989. And so it literally be like, did it give you can tell this is also the first time he used CG. Yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah, there's there's a first. Yeah, there's 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 a little bit of CG. Yeah. And but it's not CG CG. It's the drawing the uh the, the lines and then coloring it in later. Well, technically, this was the same year as The Little Mermaid. And yeah. The Little Mermaid was actually using computer-generated graphics. Right, but this is using stuff more along the lines of uh, The Great Mouse Detective's Clock Tower. Oh, okay. That's what I'm mostly referring to. Yeah. Okay, that makes Caps sense. Caps was used in Little Mermaid. Yes. And uh, this movie used something similar. It couldn't be Caps. Yeah. Because that was Disney proprietary, but... Mm-hmm. It does use something similar. I was mostly just referring to the obvious 3D models <laughs> because they are obvious and they're used a lot. That is true. All right. So that is my number one. What is your number one? My number one, like all Don Bluth movies, there's always something interesting to look at in the background. Yes. It's not that I find the movies boring and I'm just looking at the background looking for something interesting to see. Right. Because that's not the case. Yeah. It's just I know there's always something in the background. There's two interesting things I caught. Okay. In the beginning of the movie when they're at Carface and Charlie's Casino. Yeah. Right before he goes into You Can't Keep a Good Dog Down. Mm Mm-hmm. Charlie walks past a receipt that's in one of the uh I say it's a receipt it's a note it's it's a piece of paper that's near one of the uh this thing <laughs> the thing where you go to, you do that oh the, not a roulette but uh slot machine there we go yeah he walks past there's a piece of paper stuck in a slot machine he walks past 
that says Burt's something. That's right. Burt's Winnings or something like that. Burt's Winnings. And then when they go to the, did you catch the name of Itchy's uh, Junkyard? What is it? Don's. Oh. Now, his name is Dom, not yeah. Don. Yeah. It's close enough. Yeah. So I find it interesting that the two places where these characters would probably consider home at the beginning of the movie yeah. have their names on it somewhere. Yeah, the voice the actors. The voice actors' names on it yes. somewhere. I find I thought found that was interesting. And I it was kind of a cool little thing. And there's stuff like that all throughout this movie. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, every one of these background plates is a work of art. Absolutely. And they spend a lot of time on it. Uh, I lost where I was going. Anyway. That's the first thing is the fact that every single one of these, as every single frame in this movie, whether good or bad, has amazing artwork in it. So, what's your number two? Completely agree with that. Uh, my second. Technically, I never write that down, but. Um, Page down. Yeah. Um, second would probably be the characters, the characters themselves. Because the, how well these characters are. Like one, they're designed incredibly well. Mm-hmm. The the fact that Charlie, you know, he says, "Well, he's a he's a mix. He's a mixed mixed mate, mixed breed. He's a mutt. He's a mutt, but looks like a German Shepherd." Yes, I don't and, know what he's a mutt with, but he's mostly German Shepherd. Yeah, he said he's he's a lot of mix. Yeah, but mainly German Shepherd. Mainly German Shepherd. But how these be like our characters, their 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 personalities, their flaws, where you have a lot of like in definitely in a lot of Disney films be like characters have flaws but they're not huge flaws yeah in this movie they're you have flawed char- enough to give them dimension but yeah. not enough to actually be you know horrible yeah exactly in this movie you see all their flaws every yes. every bit of the fact every character has a flaw except for Anne marie Anne marie uh she's an angel yeah Pretty much, pretty much, but the uh, yeah, just the 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 characters, their motivations was just so incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. They had this, um, it almost it made them more realistic, made yes. them more realistic than you have, you know, Charlie and Itchy, and they're you know be like got to make be, be rich, be like use, using using mm-hmm. Marie for their for their purposes the exact what the exact way the car face used her yes and uh good no, i mean like it was so engaging all, mm-hmm. all the characters so engaging it was like oh my god wow okay interesting anyway so yeah that's my number two what's your number three two sorry. my number two is the obvious fun that dom deloise and burt reynolds had in this movie oh yes I don't care which when they are they are weaker apart. Yeah, when you see them separate on screen, like you would assume, and they, but they come when they are on screen together. They are right on. They are almost in sync with what's going on. Yeah, even when you know Itchy is scared that Ghost Charlie is going to come and kill him. Oh yeah, yeah. When, yeah. He, when he first comes back, and. But they're able to talk, the way they talk off one another. You can tell they're good friends. They the friendship feels real, like almost a closer than brother situation. Yeah, between these two characters. Yeah, um, the fact that Itchy is probably more aware of how evil 
Carface and his cronies are compared to Charlie. Oh yeah, uh, I think Charlie's more. He's more of a laid back, smooth character. He doesn't really pay attention to everything, which he never learns from. No, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Despite the fact that caused him to get killed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he never learns from this. Even if he tries desperately yeah. to warn Charlie, and, and Charlie's. It's like, oh man, great idea. Let's go to a party. And the thing I liked the most was at the end of the movie. Yeah. The last thing he tells Anne Marie is to take care of Itchy. Yeah. Because he knows he's a good dog and deserves better than what he's had up to that point. True. And he cares enough for his friend slash brother. Yeah. To the point, it's like, you deserve a home too. Yeah. I'm going to get, this is the last thing I do before I you know head off to sh- Hades like he thinks he's going to at that yeah. point I'm going to have you I want you to take care of him because yeah. he needs it you don't do that for anybody no you, you don't. do that for your friends oh yeah you're very close friends mm-hmm. and that touched me in mm-hmm. such in a, in a close way how he made sure his friend was taken care of oh yeah as one last favor and the fact that he then goes to heaven is secondary yeah but, I mean, it's not secondary but you know what I mean yeah so yeah, what was your number three like? My number three would actually be Charlie's Redemption. Mm-hmm. That you have this character who is so, so incredibly selfish. Yes. So incredibly selfish that he basically is doing the exact same thing Carface was using in Marie for. And uh, just being non, be like, oh, oh, I'm just be like the point where uh, Charlie spills the beans and mm-hmm. Anne-Marie overhears it. It's like you get his entire motivation behind everything. We know his motivation. Yeah. But when chose between saving Anne Marie and basically saving his own life via the watch, mm-hmm. be like he struggles with that. He struggles with that. Be like he's trying to do both, but then he realizes I've got to save the kid. Yes. Be like kid, th- she is more important than me. Yeah. Very much. Very much so. And be like you know gives you know gives his life for this little girl. And, uh, you know, it, it is very touching that he does that. Be like, obviously, you don't see him, you know, physically die. You see the, the bubbles rise up and the boat sink. Yeah. But it's it's very moving that a character who was so deplorable throughout most of the film, most of the film, be like, yeah, you liked him. But at the same time, he was a, not a good dog. No. Not a good dog in the slightest. But his his last act was very redeemable that. It was it was heartwarming, heartwarming that heartwarming that he did that, and even though he could have been selfish and be like, "I'm gonna let this kid drown and save my own neck," but he didn't, which is how he would have acted before then. Yeah, exactly. But he had become attached to the kid, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was it was very heartwarming to see you know this redemption arc. Yeah. Of, even though it was at the last second, that. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that be like he's 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 warmed up to Anne Marie, uh-huh. like even to the point where it'd be like when she like kisses him the last time, he doesn't really rub it off and like yeah. yeah. But um, his his redemption arc is so amazing that even the worst of worst can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. What is your number three? My number three is is pretty much your number three, but I'm gonna jump on a couple other points. Okay. At the beginning of this movie, he is very much leading a very sinful life. Correct. To use some church terms, because honestly, I saw this and went, oh, there's church symmetry, uh, some symbolism thrown in here, whether they mean to it or not. And yeah, they go to heaven, but this is not 
heaven as yeah. the Bible kind of shows it. This is very much a secular heaven. I mean, she even says, welcome to doing whatever you wish. Yeah. That's not heaven. Yeah. But also, <laughs> as far, as, like, we can, as, far to, as we know. Yeah. To point out uh, the scene you're talking about with the, the heaven scene where yeah. they're, they're going through the, the... You do have a lion and a lamb sleeping next to each other. Yes. I, I enjoyed that. I was yes. like, oh, that's so much fun. Oh, yes. But here's the thing. He's in the depths of his sin there. Uh-huh. He dies because apparently in this world, dogs get a free pass to heaven because yeah. they are naturally more loyal than humans. Yeah, they're and man's best friend. Right. But apparently because of the weird law that says if they don't believe they're dead, we can take them to the watch room and show them their stopped watch and maybe they won't accidentally steal it and uh, wind it back and go back to Earth. Right. Because I'm curious as to why that's even a possible possible thing. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Him going to heaven, I think, was the beginning of that redemption. Okay. Because he comes back, his his first goal, his first thought was, I'm going to kill Carface for killing me. Yeah. It's very much the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth thing. Yeah. That people think is justice. And it is justice, but... yeah. It's more of an earth right. justice. So he, of course, he knows he needs help. He goes, talks to his buddy mm-hmm. after scaring the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. Gets his buddy to tell him, oh, there's a monster him. over under, beneath Carface's thing. Yeah. Uh, he says, oh, well, let's see, we'll see what that is. Let's see what that actually is. Because you, know, you calling something a monster, you could be misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. And plus, this is my excuse to get you to Carface's casino so we can go up and kill him. Because yeah. that's what his his entire goal is at this point. Oh yeah, it's revenge. And he sees this girl. Whatever rationalization he brings to it, which in this case was, oh, we'll do the same thing he was doing, right? Well, to get this girl out of here, I think to some degree he was already th- thinking, how can I help her? Yeah, to some degree. He wouldn't admit this even to himself, yeah. but he was already changed by this point. His Immediately, as soon as he saw her, the thoughts of killing Carface went away. Yeah. To his detriment, yeah. story, but... That is true. The thoughts of killing Carface went away. So he goes and tries to help this girl, even though, to some degree, he's using her for his own gain. Yeah. But every time he does something, he's does something for himself, he is also thinking of her. Yeah, that is true. Except for the part where he goes and kidnaps her from her the the family she gets at the end of the movie. Yeah, but once that's one where his darker side comes in. He's very much in that struggle between his old sinful self, yeah, and his righteous self that he's slowly gaining since he left heaven. Yeah, strangely enough, to the point where by the end, you know, you get to that point where he's trying to save either her or the watch. Yeah, her or the watch. He's trying to do both. Now, which one of us, when we know what the right thing to do is, doesn't, don't try to do it and do what we think is good for us at the same time? Yeah. I think that's kind of a normal thing. We try yeah. to do both things until we realize we can't and we yeah. have to make the decision yeah, there's, there's, at the last minute. And those who are saved, those who are Christians, yeah, I would like to thank, those who are really Christians, yeah, would save the girl. Yeah. But those who are in it for themselves... Yeah. They're gonna save the watch. Yeah, and not and not. And to, so while he's very much a conflicted character right. throughout most of this movie, going between do I do what's right or do I do what's right for me? Yeah. He finally. I don't think he would have if he had run into this girl before his trip to heaven. Yeah. 
Yeah, he would have kidnapped her. Yeah. To get back at Carface for whatever wrong that didn't kill him oh, yeah. was. Attempted murder, let's say. Yeah. Because that's the closest I can think of to where it would still give the same type of response. But he wouldn't have cared about her. He'd have been wor- even as bad as Carface to that girl. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Had he not seen, I think, what he had his glimpse of heaven. Yeah. Even though he could have stayed there and it would have been hunky-dory. No, he decided to go back. Yeah. Because he wanted revenge. Mm-hmm. That's also not how heaven works. But anyway. Yeah. Just to, just to clarify, be like the we fact that Christian, <laughs> yeah, we we are Christian. And we do believe that uh, that you know there's you know the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. and uh, just to to make sure that people aren't saying well all Christians are good. There are only people are going to do the only good things. Like we people, all make mistakes. We, we all are sinful people trying to be better. Oh yeah, absolutely. And to I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding uh, appeasing to people. The, the I fact huh? I, I recognize I moved us into a weird thing, but when I went down yeah. this rabbit hole, yeah, but that's the only way I could think to explain how good his uh, redemption arc is, is that it is whether they intend it or not, yeah. which I don't think they were intending this, right? It kind of follows how Christians are once they are saved. Yeah, I agree with that. I They're agree still with that. struggling with their sinful self, yeah, but they are becoming better. Through, for us, it's through power of Jesus Christ. Right. Why Charlie is getting better just because he happened to see a glimpse of heaven? Yeah, I don't know because okay. he had no reason to ever think he would ever go back. He had no hope at that point, according to what the angel said. Yeah, that's true. I'm 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 trying to say where it's more be like like even a be like, even a non Christian can do good things. Yeah, anyone can do good things. Yeah. So, so are you doing them for the right reason? Is yeah, the exactly. Exactly. So intent is more important than what you do. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you're doing something really bad and we all know what that is. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I mean murders in the uh, murders of Christians in the 1st century were done thinking it was in the, na- in the will of God to do so. Yeah, that so, is true, you know, Saul Paul. Yes. Yes. But yeah, so how do we cut that together? <laughs> I'll work it out. Okay. Probably I won't work it out. I'll let our, our, uh, talking it back and forth, trying to figure out what we're doing, stay in there. Just so, Oh, this is a hard thing. They don't really know what, the, how to word it. Yeah. So, uh, that'd be a good idea. Anyways. So that's, I kind of like the raw feel anyway. Uh, what is your first dislike of this movie? Uh, well, dislike, it's not really dislike, but it's more of a, how dark this movie is uh-huh. how dark the dark themes uh it gives the movie more of a realistic feel but at the same time it's just like you put this in a children's movie yeah and, and yeah there again dom bluth has been known for not pulling punches right and uh you know the the themes of you know violence murder uh abuse uh drugs and Every like course of control, the whole enchilada, be like it's in this movie, and it's very plain to see. And even even so, be like there is a director's cut, mm-hmm. which Don Bluth has, but he's never released it. Probably for a good reason. Probably for a good reason, because apparently there there's more even more scenes where the uh, and it does feel like there are scenes missing. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely scenes. There's definitely scenes and songs have been deleted. Where because they were trying to get the the PG the PG rating mm-hmm. because be like there's 
there's there's quite a bit of you know using well the uh, there's curse words used in the movie the beginning of the what I call the the heaven scene that song I, I consider them kind of the same song both halves of that yeah but they are entirely different songs so you feel like there's something missing yeah anyway. yeah so apparently Don Bluth does have a, a director's cut. He hasn't shown it, or he hasn't released it, but apparently he's shown it. So that would be interesting. And plus, one of our listeners, Josh, actually pointed out that he is from Texas. Yes. And he has he has a uh, theater here in Texas, so that would be interesting to see at some point. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's definitely, say, the the dark, as I call it, the extreme, extremely dark kids movie. Mm-hmm. What's your number one? My number one dislike is Deus Ex Alligator. <laughs> Good night, yes. I hate this alligator. <laughs> I his his song is comes right the flip out of nowhere. That is true. The fact that he is the only reason any amount of he's the only reason we have the the happy ending we have. Even yeah, it's not that's a completely true. happy ending, but and it's the, it's could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah, and the the fact that it's you know, what was it? Charlie, he like hurts himself and he howls. Yeah. And, you know, Big Papagator comes in to rescue. It's like, <laughs> and can hear this. And the only reason he was able to do this because he happened to get hurt and the gator fell in love with him Apparently, or something. Appar- who it's knows? It's not really explained why the gator decided not to eat him other than, oh, I can't eat a beautiful voice like that. Okay. Hey. But you can eat. But you can eat Carface. <laughs> I guess. Well, he doesn't have a beautiful voice. Well, he is a bulldog, after all. Not saying anything against bulldogs. No, there's nothing against bulldogs. But this was a bad I bulldog. Could, I could see some bulldogs having better voices than him. But hey, he's a smoker. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Bray doesn't have much of a voice left. His his barks are probably more like wheezes. <laughs> yeah. Woof. We- woof. <laughs> woof. I mean, admittedly, we don't ever hear any barking in this movie, which makes Charlie's name a lie. Because uh, it says Char- his name is Charlie B. Barking. Okay. Yeah. And he never barks. Yeah, that's true. I-, I think we do hear like one or two barks, I think, but I could be wrong. Um, you hear howls, but you never hear barks. Yeah, that's true. You hear a lot of howls. Except for the uh, puppies. The puppies make the yip, 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 which is yeah. the closest they can do to a bark. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. Yes, yeah, sorry. You're good. My, oh yeah, I'm still on my dislike, aren't I? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the it's one thing to throw in a weird sequence out of nowhere yeah. that gets you through a scene because Disney, which Don Bluth is definitely influenced by, has done this all the time going through there because you have stuff like uh, Pink Elephants on Parade is kind of a weird thing. Um I'm sure I could think of some others, but right now, yeah, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the early Disney's were very right trippy. So having something like that is not is interesting, but the fact that that's, and I like that they actually worked in the story, but it feels like, I mean, he's on screen for a grand total throughout the entire movie five minutes, right? And most of that was his singing. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you hear him coming. It's like kind of like a cool thing. Oh yeah, the guy he was with earlier who it's not explained why he's their friends with other than he wouldn't eat them i don't know it's kind of weird and funky i don't like king gator yeah i like that they actually that's probably the closest thing to new orleans besides the casinos yeah that you can kind of think of as 
New Orleans. And uh, plus, they do show the French Quarter, actually. They do show the French Quarter, and you do, and Mardi Gras. And Mardi Gras. And you do see Miss, the Mississippi River, mm-hmm. but you don't see Lake Pontchartrain. Weird. Despite the fact they're within rock throwing distance. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, because yeah, the angle you do see uh, the Mississippi at mm-hmm. in the movie uh, is, because you know, I recognize the bridge because I went over it a couple times. Uh, from that angle, you should be able to at least see something of Lake Pontchartrain in the distance. Possibly. But you don't see that, but hey, Meh. maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's at least you had, that was some Southern Louisiana flair. Yeah, a little that bit. It's nice in there, but it's not, you know. There are other movies that handle the South Louisiana flair better. Yeah, a little bit. That I'm, include mice. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, what is your uh, number two? Yeah, sorry. My number two. I forgot what number we were on. <laughs> yeah. My number two would be the conflict of villain. That, obviously, we do have Carface, who's a very bad dog. He's a very bad dog. And then you have Charlie, who's a very bad dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have this ongoing conflict of who the villain is. But like, obviously, we, obviously, as the the audience, we know who the villain the villain is. We know that Charlie's the good guy. But is oh, he really a good well, guy until look, the very end? When you look at names, and one of your characters' names is literally one letter away from being Scarface. In which he was based off. Obviously based off. I mean, every other... Carface and Killer are the only dogs in this entire movie yeah. that don't have human names. That is true. I mean, Itchy is kind of close, but I can see somebody being named Itchy. Yeah. Uh, you got Charlie. You've got uh, the other dogs I can't think of the names of. Right. But then you have Carface and Killer. Yeah. But Gee, I wonder who the villains are. Yeah, that's true. But I also talk about their motivations. Yeah. Their motivations and how they use. Because Anne Maurice is basically stuck in the middle of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, being used literally by both dogs for their own financial gain. Yeah. But obviously, Charlie redeems himself. Carface, not so much. But it's it was always that. It's like, man, I feel really bad for Anne Marie because he's literally being used by both these dogs. And but, apparently is not able to. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 she's a, very, a little on the naive side, but then again, she, well, is, she is a what, little kid, five year old girl. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But it it was it was so because honestly, be like I didn't know who to root for. Be like, be like was, oh, of course you root for Charlie, but at the same time, be like his motivations were all wrong. Except be like, I love your explanation earlier. Just it was so conflicting at some points. Mm-hmm. Be like, I kept thinking, Anne-Marie, just go live with these people and don't follow Charlie around again. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's where I kind of was with the uh, confliction of villainy. Mm-hmm. All right, so what is your number three? Number two. All right, number two. My Whichever. number two dislike is how weak a villain the combination of Carface and Killer really are. They're not in this movie much. No, they're not. They don't really talk with our char- main characters much. Yeah. And most of their scenes besides, well... The party, the killing, and the end of the movie. That's where true. They're on screen. That's the only times they're on screen together with the heroes. The rest of the time, it's just 
all this other stuff going on in the background. It's like, oh, we, to just remind you that right. they are in the movie. They yeah. are villains. They're our actual bad guys. They're the antagonists. Yeah. But half the time, they're not screen. Now, for the most part, this is a good because really the conflict of the story is not in how they're going to deal with Carface. It is uh, Charlie coming to that realization that being helping her is better than helping himself. Right. That is the real conflict that has to be as resolved at the end. It's Agreed. not whether or not we defeat Carface or not. True. Him getting Carface getting eaten by King Gator, as stupid as that scene is, <laughs> is cherry on top. Well, it's a sausage on top of your jambalaya. That is true. That is true. <laughs> trying to come up with appropriate ones here. But um, they're not interesting. The only interesting part of these characters is that they're the ones that killed Charlie in the first place. Yeah. And they are obviously trying to get the girl back. Right. But for the most part, that's that we don't see them. In, in other movies, they yeah. would still be causing trouble for our heroes, yeah. even if it was very minute trouble. They aren't causing any trouble for our heroes till they kidnap Anne Marie. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Basically. Which and does the, get them going back over there, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying that they're in the movie so little. Yeah. Despite the fact that they are almost as interesting a character as Charlie and Itchy. That is true. So yeah, that's that's more of a frustration on my part with yeah. how they handled the quote unquote villains. Yeah. Despite the fact I know why they handled it that way. It's yeah. just if you're going to have villains that are going to be villains throughout and not just, you know, the people who killed him at the beginning. And then, because really, after in the beginning, they really didn't need to get go back. Oh, yeah. The story doesn't need them to go back and talk to Carface and Killer. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring them back. You need to have them more in the story instead of having a scene where Carface is in, on, on a car acting like a dog uh, on a... It's not a car. It's one of those... Uh, rides outside of a grocery oh, yeah. store entrance yes they've got a fan and there's a window oh, to make that was think. hilarious it's actually. funny yeah Don't get me wrong it's <laughs> funny it does nothing to the plot other than he tells killer that we've got to go get the girl back yeah it's a funny scene to watch because it's kind of cool and it was expensive because that's another one of those 3d shots he did yeah in this movie but it's still yeah you know what i mean i still would like better Better villains. But that's just me liking better villains. Oh, I understand. What's your number three? My number three. If you well, have one. Well, I do have one, actually. Uh, one, originally, my three was going to go beyond the film and what happened mm-hmm. to a, a certain little actress. But uh, I'm going to skip over that part because we already talked about that. And uh, plus, if you want to understand more about what actually happened, you can go back to our Facebook group and actually read that. Yes. Uh. But I changed that for there's a scene in which Killer is about to be fed to the oh, what is it? the fish. Yes, the fish. Yeah, about to get fed the fish, and he reveals the scarf, the the car face. That, oh, I have a gun. I have a laser pistol. Go ahead. I I I have this. I, had, I hadn't forgotten about this. Yes, this was kind of the stupid thing I was going to bring up last. So we had the same number three. Yes, the the point of where be like, oh, I have this this. I can't remember what he calls it's, it, but it's like a Buck I, Rogers Flash Gordon. That's it. Thank laser you. rifle. And at first, you're going, okay. This movie takes place in the 30s. 30s. Yes. 
Flash Gordon would have been around at the time. Right. In the newspapers. That works. In the serials. In the serials, yes. Why did you have to do this? And then it occurred to me why. Because when you look at the actual scene of them firing the Flash Gordon laser rifle at uh, at at our friends... That is not a laser rifle. No, it's that not. was a gun <laughs> that they changed so that it could be PG. I didn't notice that. That's if you look at that's that's what it has to be. Yeah, because the uh, the shots that that makes the sense. Shot, yeah, are not are still the standard bullet shot. That is true. That, that you is so see true. In animation. That is true. The thing doesn't look like a laser rifle. No. It, it just has sound effects for a laser gun. Yes. And the other thing to tell you, oh, I got a gun. It's a it's a laser gun. This is the 1930s. They don't even have laser guns in 2019. <laughs> Sorry. Wrong year. 2020. <laughs> this is 2020. I forget we're in 2020. You'd think my sight would be clearer by now. <laughs> you think. But anyway. Mine's nowhere near 2020. Mine's not either. <laughs> But the uh, the we're, fact we're, the fact that when they we're start about a, we're about a century uh, we're about, we're about a, we're a couple of millennia until we get to my eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> but the that that scene just drove me nuts thinking about it because obviously Charlie gets hit three to five times with this thing and he walks up be like who thank you know thank goodness for my uh my watch I'm like are you kidding me you got shot all over here. Yes. There's no way on earth that deflected it. So that brings the question. In the, and then it, in it, the it, obvious original non PG version of the scene. Yeah. What was his excuse for not getting killed? I, I get because it was so obvious. Like how how many? But like every one of those characters got hit. Yes. And be like they just walk away without a scratch. And like the next scene where he's like, you know, be like you missed, get him, and he's like they starts firing him off like just. Randomly, yes. and it's taking all these watermelons and taking cars out yes. and everything. And it's not like, the way a laser would do it. Either. No, it, it's it'd be like, thank you for pointing that out. I didn't realize that. Yes. Maybe I was being naive with it. But oh my gosh, it drove me nuts. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like that is not a laser. <laughs> and they wouldn't even have lasers in the 1930s. No, they wouldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what they claim. Yeah. I was like, oh my word. This is I know why this had to happen. This is the same reason why when they when Spielberg redid E.T., he took all the guns out and had people pointing their hands in place of guns. Yeah, I think it was wands or something like that, or no, no, batons. No, no, no. Fingers. Oh, it was fingers? It was fingers. <laughs> no, flashlights. It was Flash, flashlights. It was flashlights. Thank fingers you for... was Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, that's <laughs> right. Because, so they're just pointing it's like they're they're two guys pointing down Seto Kaiba. Pointing out says, you'll never get out of here. You've got finger guns. He can survive. <laughs> that that does make sense now, because man, that's that scene was aggravating beyond belief. I was like, really? But that's why that scene happens that, that, that way. It's like that it's does make sense now. It was intended to be an actual gun. Mm, they yeah. couldn't have the budget to reanimate it, but they can throw in different sound effects makes and change one scene earlier in the movie. That is true. <laughs> In fact, I would be willing to bet that scene did not exist prior to them realizing we can't have the, our heroes getting shot with real guns. Yeah, we need probably. a way to show that this is actually a laser thing. So that's why we're going to have Killer get eaten partially by piranhas. <laughs> eh. Yeah. 
be so, like, so I, my my thought was be like, if I ever got the chance to meet Don Bluth, be like, okay, Mister Bluth, be like, where is the where is the you want un- the uncut version? Give me the this. unedited cut of this movie and see how bonkers this movie really is. Yes. Probably so, Anne Marie dies at the end of the oh, movie. Oh, don't do that. No, 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 no. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just being honry at this point. Oh yeah, it's, it's kind of like the uh the cut of the Black Cauldron, which no one will ever see. Mm-hmm. Because why would was, Disney release it at this point? Yeah, because you know, someone had to go in there, you know, cut it himself, even though he didn't know how to cut animation. Right. But anyways, so yeah, that was one of my my big gripes of this film was the the laser gun scene completely understandable <coughs> yeah choke on a bone i'm trying to look up our bit of audience interaction that we oh, yeah. had for this movie yeah i did too all right i saved it actually good cuz i nice i got you yeah i got it all right. so uh, that brings us to the end of another episode yes and as we do every time, we like to post links to the upcoming movie, let you know what's coming up in the Facebook group, so that we can get your comments on mm-hmm. what you thought of the movie before yeah. we actually give our ratings. So uh, we did actually have one this time, yeah. if you'd read it, Jacob. Yeah, we actually have two. Uh, huh. One is from Josh. He says, Don Bluth is one of the masters of kid movies. I also found out he's from Texas. He's a Texan. Mm-hmm. And another one from Heather which states one of my favorite childhood films i love charlie because i had a german shepherd that looked just like him who followed and protected me when i was a kid all righty so our final ratings for this movie after you good sir all right eight paws eight paws or eight dog bones either way uh whatever whatever works for you okay i'm glad you didn't have a half That'd be a flea in a hat. That'd be like a flea or something like that. But anyways, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Let's like, yeah, it's dark. It's gritty. It's, 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 it's Don Bluth at almost his darkest. I think the next movie we're going to do is a little darker, mm-hmm. but, um, this movie is so incredibly well done. It, it had like minus its flaws, minus the, it's recuts, re-edits and, uh, Don Bluth release the release your edit, please. Release uh, the booth cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Believe me, we'll watch it. We'll review it if you were. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but yes, the uh, the movie was fantastic. There's there's a lot of heart in this movie, even though you don't be like you think it's like oh this is all dogs go to heaven and these dogs are really really bad dogs. But it's a really good, great movie. Uh, you brought up some really good points about the. Uh, redemption and the whole bit mm-hmm. i really love this film and that's the reason i gave it an eight because it's just one nostalgia as being a little kid watching in, you know when i was a little kid in the 90s and um yeah just it it warms my heart to see how much of a, a beautiful film this is animation wise story wise and it's a great film and if don bluth does you know want to release that cut do it be like, hey, if he if he wants to come to us and just let us see it, and we'll review it. Anyways, anyway, anyways, I think you're hoping for too much. Yeah, I, I think so. But <laughs> what 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 is your rating? Uh, my rating for this movie, I'm also going to give it about eight. 
Okay. Uh, it does have a bit of a nostalgia boost because this was one I watched a lot as a kid. Yeah. But um, it's a fun movie. It's got a great redemption story, even though there's some logistical issues that, like we talked about. Yeah. It's and, a laser pistol. Well, among other things I didn't bring up, but it's just a fun movie. It's a lot darker than, of course, I remembered as from when I was a kid. Yeah. But it's so good. It's everyone. I think everyone should watch it, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So, and uh, I can tell you that if you've got Tubi TV, mm-hmm. which is free with commercials, yeah, it's on there. So go do that. It's, you don't even have to spend any money for that. It's completely free. Yeah. Actually, so, I, I just learned when I was doing research. Be like, you can actually watch it on YouTube for free now. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's that. Uh, that's probably even better. Yeah, because it's it's free all over the place. You can rent it from some places, but for the most part, you can see it for free. Yeah. So if you get the chance, go watch this film. It's really good, and uh, kids will enjoy it. Yes. It might be a little dark and scary, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they won't get scared of bulldogs. Yeah. Or whatever kind of dog killer is. Well, technically, he's supposed to be a pit bull, but more pit he bull. looks like a bulldog. He's a bully. What is a uh, killer supposed to be? I have no idea. Chihuahua? <laughs> I don't know. He's a cartoon dog. That's yeah, all I know. Yeah, he's a cartoon dog. So, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode. Normally, here, we would uh, roll for our next movie. Right. That won't be done for another three weeks, if I've done my math correctly. Because we'll have this coming episode, which mm-hmm. is... The first Don Bluth movie as far as i understand he directed which would be the secret of nim all right and that's gonna be a dark one too oh yes the uh after that mm-hmm. we're having our one year anniversary movie Yay! with uh who framed roger rabbit yeah baby and then the week after that we are doing our upcoming 2020 movie review episode yes so keep an ear out for that one yeah, don't we have like another review coming out? Reactionary movie? Do we oh, know? we do have yes, we a do. reaction coming out yes, we this do. Friday, with any luck. Yeah. Because uh, this Thursday, me and Jacob are going to go watch the movie Weathering with You yes. at uh, my theater, at the fan event, as they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will have our reactions out. I'm going to try and actually have it out thursday night but it may be friday night before i can get to it right so keep an eye out for that one i think that's going to be a fun one okay it's the first one where the only reason we're going to go see it is because of the director yes in the previous film <laughs> because, he did which yes. is freaking amazing i don't even know what the story in this movie Me is either about. it's like oh he's doing another movie i'm there yes i don't need to know anything else i only watched the trailer i posted in the facebook group just to make sure that I could post it in the Facebook group. <laughs> and it looks amazing. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that one. We'll have that up as soon as we can, probably Friday. You Probably you'll be able to get it Friday. It might be later in the day, but we'll see. Okay. So uh, that brings us to the end of this episode completely. All that leaves is us hitting our, uh, our uh, outro with our where they can find us. So yeah. Where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron, and also on Facebook, Jacob Zaley Art Corner, where I try to draw every day, and I think I'm getting better at that. And uh, it's just my journey of being an artist. I've been doing it for nearly three years, and uh, yeah, if you, if you want to see an artist, you know, develop their craft into a 
uh, better and better artist, uh, you can follow me on that one. You can follow me at Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. And also you can follow me on Letterbox at Jacob Heron, one, uh, one word with capital J and a capital H. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's all. Okay. Uh, where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Drew Dodgen. You can also uh, find my Facebook page that I have not been getting better at posting at Drew's Photo Bin. I'm still at October as the last thing I posted, and I still haven't posted my vacation pics yet, so forgive me there. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Twitter at Drew Dodgen. You can find me on Letterbox at GGeorge759. I have been doing better about keeping that up to date. Yeah. Mostly because of our the 100 movie challenge that we're in the middle yeah, of. Yeah, that's fun, actually. Yeah, so, and I'm using that to keep track of my uh, uh, my list of the movies I've seen. So if people ever want to know, hey, you got the list right there, you can look at it. Yeah, exactly. Also, I'm doing a, a uh, on mine, I'm doing a, a separate list of the Cellcast movies we're, we're doing for 2019. I should be doing that also, but I will yeah. admit I haven't. <laughs> So, yeah, be like if you want to follow us on Letterboxd, but that's where yes. we are. Uh, you can also find both of us at thecellcast.podbean.com. Yes. That is our website. There you will find links to, well, you'll find a link to every episode if you want to just listen there. Yeah. Or you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, or Google Play. Mm-hmm. Or pretty much, uh, if you go to our website, you can get the RSS feed and load it into any podcast catcher you like. If we are not, for some reason, on that directory. Okay, excellent. So, and I, we've been able to do that since the beginning. I've just never thought to mention it until now. Yeah. And all you have to do there, in generally, is to uh, copy the RSS link that it gives you. Yeah. Throw it into whatever search bar you use to find new find new podcasts in most of these podcast apps. Mm-hmm. Or generally, on your main podcast thing where it says add, it will allow you to add an RSS feed instead of going through the directory. Really? Huh. In a lot of cases. So uh, if you want to do that and follow us on whatever app you're on, whatever app you like to use, definitely go ahead and do that because that link is on on the on the uh, website as well. Okay. Also, you can email us at the cellcast.podbean, the cellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we always welcome emails. We don't haven't gotten in. We've only gotten one in the entire year we've had this one. So. We would like to hear see more. Mm-hmm. Also, please rate and review us on whatever podcast service you find yes. you got us on, so we can help spread the word of of the podcast. You can also join us on our Facebook group at uh, Double Feature Podcast Community. And the reason it's Double Feature is that we are also on another podcast called Movie of the Week Podcast. Yep. That. Uh, where you can listen to uh, us talk about live action movies. Mm-hmm. So if you like what you hear and want to see what a third voice is you don't know, know, know yet, which would be uh, a li- fellow listener of this show, and uh, Jim, which is your brother. Yes. And uh, we have a good time over there with those movies. Yes. So uh, I think that's it. Other than saying every time. Oh, yeah. Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. Not the fact, not that I ever remember to update Twitter. Yeah, I need to get you that so yeah, you can do that because okay. I forget to. But um, we update on Twitter. Uh, well, we have a Twitter, so you can follow us over there. It's at cast underscore cell. Okay. So follow us there. And remember, every time we say cell in the cell cast, 
That is with a single L. All right, then. So, I think that's it. Okay. Unless you can think of anything. I think we're good. Okay, so this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we will catch you in the next frame. machine. You never know when it's going to up and blow. Yes. I don't suppose you would remember me. Yes, you're Mrs. Brisby. And I'm sorry about your husband's death. Now, if you'd excuse me. Mr. Ages! Great Jupiter woman, what do you want? Mr. Ages, I know you don't like visitors, but this is an emergency. Please. Madam, that is an emergency. Oh, Mr. Ages, my son Timothy is so sick. Timmy? The one with the spider bite? Uh, Well, just give him some pips. No! No, he's sick with a fever. Uh, Well, I suppose I could fix up something. Oh, thank you. Uh, Follow me, but don't touch anything. Understand? I do appreciate Just how high is his fever? He's burning hot to the touch. Mm, yes. He's soaking wet with perspiration. Yes. And there's a raspy sound when he breathes. A raspy sound, you say? Uh, does he have a chill? Yes, he does. Have you wrapped him in a blanket? Yes. Now step inside, but keep your hands to yourself. I'm right in the middle of something uh, very important. I understand. Oh, do you? Oh, look at this mess. Oh, shoot, shoot, go on. <clears throat> Your son has pneumonia. Pneumonia? It's not uncommon, but you can die from it. Oh, please, dear God, no. Your son must stay in bed. Bundle him up. Yes. Not to go outside. But how long uh, must... Three weeks. Uh, it cannot be moved for at least three weeks. But moving day is nearly here. You asked my advice, and I gave it to you. I'm sorry. He must stay in bed. Now mix this, uh, this, this powder in a broth and make him drink it. It'll bring down the fever. Oh, bless you, sir. Bless yourself. You'll need it. Now, you must excuse me. Uh, you know the way out. Oh, uh, of course. Thank you once again. Oh, shoo, shoo, shoo. Go on now. Go on. Thank you so much. Goodbye.